from the twisted mind of author Eve S. Evans. Prepare yourself for a sleepless night after listening to sinister true tales of paranormal. A truly haunted podcast brings you a new chilling episode weekly. Available on all major podcasting networks. Forever Haunted Podcast. Coming at you straight from the supernatural vortex. Vortex. Discussing haunted locations, ghosts, poltergeists, cryptids, and all unexplained phenomena. Here's your hosts, Eve S. Evans, James Currow. Welcome to another episode of the Forever Haunted Podcast. I'm James Kiro. And I am Eva S. Evans. Welcome to our new segment of Ghost Stories. Sit back and relax and enjoy, because Ghost Stories are up next. This past summer, my family and I, my husband and two children, one eight years old and the other six months at the time, as well as my in-laws, traveled to San Antonio for a little weekend vacation. I picked the El Tropicano on the Riverwalk because it looked nice online and I got a pretty good deal when booking on one of those online sites. A few days before we were due to go, I did some research online to see if the area where we were staying had any interesting stories, including of the more paranormal sort. It was an interest of mine, and I'd always been interested in ghost stories and haunted places, so I figured I'd take a look. During my research, I found a story about a man in a black hat that was said to roam the halls of the hotel's third floor. Though it was on some random blog site, so I didn't know if it was real or not. When we checked into the hotel, the first thing I noticed was that the place looked a lot older than the pictures online. We got our keys and headed to our rooms. I've always been rather open-minded to things, but when we got to our room, something felt off to me. There was no weird smell or anything but something just didn't feel right. It almost felt like I was intruding on someone else's space, like someone was already there. In the bathroom, there were several little lights above the sink and scattered around the ceiling. Whenever I went in there, one of the lights would flicker off without reason. It almost felt like there was someone in there with me though I never saw anything. And it only ever happened when I went in there, 
Neither my son or husband experienced the lights flickering like that. But it happened almost every time I went in the shower, and it began to freak me out a bit. After the third or fourth time it happened, I made my husband stand in the bathroom while I showered, just to make sure nothing happened. The lights never went off once while he was in the room with me, though he still just put it down to faulty wiring rather than anything paranormal. We stayed at the hotel for two nights. On the first night, I stayed awake feeling like I was being watched from the corner of the room. It was horrible. Everyone slept like a log except for me, who couldn't shake the feeling that there was someone else there with us. On the second night, I slept much better. But I ended up waking up with really bad stomach pain. It was completely out of the blue, and it was more severe than anything I'd experienced before. My husband also started to get weird cramps around his groin area, which couldn't be explained either. At that point, I was pretty convinced that we were intruding on someone's space and they wanted us to leave. We ended up packing up all of our things and leaving the hotel early. While we were checking out, I asked the woman behind the reception if the third floor was supposed to be haunted. She told me she'd never had any experiences herself, but she's heard rumors that strange things happen on that floor. The whole experience was really strange, and I'll probably never go back there. It made me realize why you don't go for the good deals online. They're just trying to give you the rooms that nobody else wants. I know the San Antonio near the Riverwalk is especially known for its haunted history, probably because of the Alamo, but I'll never know for sure if there was something going on at that hotel. Growing up, my parents were very protective of me. I was an only child and the center of their world, especially my mother's. When I was six or seven years old, I still shared a bed with my mom. I guess she just wasn't ready to let me out of her sight no matter what. In any case, it didn't bother me much. One particular night, I was lying between my snoring parents when I woke, not feeling in the least bit tired. We had a digital alarm clock that glowed bright blue, and I remember very clearly that the time was 3.05 a.m. I rolled over and closed my eyes, but sleep eluded me, so I huffed and sat straight up in bed with frustration. That's when something unexplainable happened. All around me, the room began to come alive. All of the inanimate objects began to twitch, then move. My Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles action figure caught my eyes first, it was sitting on the dresser directly across from the bed, and I watched as it slowly rose to its feet. Its painted face broke into a wide, threatening grin. Then it raised a single arm and gave me a slow, ominous wave. The calendar on the wall began to swing back and forth so violently the pages began to fall to the floor like autumn leaves. I was sure it would wake my parents, but still they slept like rocks beside me. A portrait on the wall, supposedly painted by my great-grandfather and passed down through generations, 
began to lift her hands from the folded position in her lap. She looked at them, as if in awe that she was able to lift them to her face. Then, with an animalistic shriek, she jumped from her chair and ran straight out of the confines of her canvas, disappearing behind the frame. I wanted to scream or wake my parents, but I was too stunned. People say that flight or fight fails to mention the third option, freeze, and that's exactly what I did. I watched in horror as suddenly, to add more chaos to the already chaotic scene, three black cats began to crawl up to the foot of my bed. One was large, the second smaller, and the third was the smallest of all. They began to chase one another in a circular motion across the end of the bed. It was almost as if they were pursuing one another in an endless loop. They sped up so fast they became a blur, and then that blur took on a new form. It became the form of a huge black snake with red eyes that seemed to glow in the dark. The only light in the room was that which filtered in from the moon, yet those eyes glowed brightly as embers, staring right at me, filled with pure evil and absolute malice. Finally, I found my voice. Breaking free from the position I'd been frozen throughout the strange event, I screamed at the top of my lungs. Terrified, my parents jolted awake, and my dad immediately switched on the bedside light. As if some horrid spell was broken, all of the living items froze, returning to their natural state. I explained to my parents what I'd seen, and though they eventually coaxed me back to sleep, the next day we burned the action figure, the calendar, and even the portraits. You see, my family is very superstitious. Most Nigerian families are, in fact. And can you blame us? This country is a habitation of wickedness, evil spirits, very dark sorcery. There's no doubt in my mind something evil happened in our room that night. And whether that's the truth or not, I never saw any inanimate objects move after we burned those items in the backyard. Thank you for listening to Forever Haunted Podcast with Eve, James, and Ryan. And remember, if you have a ghost story you'd like featured on the show, contact us at foreverhauntedpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to follow us on all social media so you don't miss a thing. Eves.EvansAuthor on Instagram and Facebook. Or Forever Haunted Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. 